Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say Help is on the way Round in the corner Help is on the way Coming for you Help is on the way Yeah, yeah I lived enough life Nay, annyeonghaseyo. This is Pastor Tiny Wheel, affectionately known as Pastor Kan. I wanted to kind of reach out to you before the four-day weekend starts for us here, as in the 4th of July, Independence Day, um, being able to celebrate our nation and our independence uh, from a lot of things. But I wanted to kind of just briefly touch and um, just get into some type of understanding that Everybody has their own decisions, their own choices. But I just wanted to let you know that being able to be under God's provision, God's mercy and grace is such an awesome thing. And I don't know about you, but at the same exact time, God is making waves he is moving and positioning people that have not been known. And he's going to be able to do that because he's God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is making ways out of no ways. And he's able to position people that are unknown, that are not even, may not even have been in church that long, may have just been tattooed up. Um, just loving God because, I mean, some of these people have come from the wrong side of their lives. Some of them may have been able to have, you know, you know, fornication, adultery, uh, having those past, like even drinking, um, smoking, dealing with drugs. I mean, he, he's calling everybody. He's calling the ones that we don't expect. I'm going to say this like this. We don't expect, but God is being able to pour out his spirit amongst all of us. So I'm asking you, be mindful who you talk to. Be mindful how you talk to people and be respectful towards them because you never know who you entertain. And the Bible says that you can be entertaining angels unaware. So... I just want to kind of get that out is to be respectful to people and also at the same time you've been in places situations that you were just growing in God and have some humility have some compassion and even when somebody comes back and they're trying to be mean to you because you had compassion don't let it get to you let God deal with it let me say that one more time let God deal with it because all so much, he is the one that is going to be vengeful. And I had to understand that throughout all of my life, 
that people can say whatever they want to say, but God has the final say so over my life. Amen. And I wanted to kind of let you know that it is written is going to be going to induce some things that are different. We're going to have different things coming up. And since it's the 1st of July, I just wanted to kind of get on, let you know what's going on. And um, also to let you know that while I'm, you know, taking this time out, I'm still going to be sending those podcasts out to you. And I want to be able to let you know to soak those things in. If you learn anything from my podcast, please, um, if, you know, email me at latanyauyola at hotmail.com and also I have my Facebook L-A-T-O-N-Y-A U-L-L-O-A and also it is written by Latanya Uyola please reach out to us give us some good feedback whether you like it or well you don't I mean just, just reach out and I wanted to let you know also too that any type of situation that you come across this term, this time, this month, know that God will help you get through it. Know that he will help you get through it, help or prepare for the things to come, and he will help you navigate through the things that you may not seem to know. And if you don't need, if you don't seem to know those things, write them down, make them plain as the Bible says. Ask God, it's more importantly, ask him about everything that you encounter, that you go through, questions, comments, journals is a good thing, writing things down, even if you don't understand something, even in the wee hours, you know, you're talking to God, but also at the same time, you know, sometimes jot them down. And when he gives you those direct answers, it's good to write those down too. And also, too, at the same time, make note. I mean, some things, sometimes we as uh, believers, we will go through something, but we would forget or we couldn't recognize or recollect what happened. Sometimes it's a good thing to write them down and what God has prepared you to do and what God is going to be able to forward from forward on to help you to do. And then at the same time, in your present tense, sometimes we as humans, we have to be able to be sensitive and mindful of the spirit of God. You have to be able to be mindful of what God has wanted to impart, take into you. I don't know who this is for, but I just want to let you know, be mindful of what God impartakes into you. Know that God is going to take you through this. Know that God is going to be able to be with you during these times, whether it is a season of drought, whether it's a season of monsoon, whether it's a season of being in the jungle, wherever God has placed you, he still wants to be able to hear from you and he still wants you to be able to have action and your faith put to the test in everything. Amen. Now let's get into this. In the desert season, and I was looking at that and it was also a part of my Bible study. So I wanted to kind of come in and also give 
you know, a little bit more of that uh, apple that I've been able to process and God's been able to, you know, pick and I've been able to go and pick it. And I just wanted, I, I wanted to, you know, as we were slicing it and giving it out to the, to the, to the other people in my Bible study, I wanted to give it out to you also. And it says the issues with the mindset of people today, mindset of people is that they are in a drought or a desert or sometimes in a jungle season. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, in those particular seasons, sometimes we, as in the desert, especially the Sahara Desert, which is the famous one, we become more delusional. We become hallucinations starting to form because lack of water, um, lack of being able to have your organs to maintain throughout the heat during the day and the nighttime. It gets cool, but also you got to understand you can't get attacked by scorpions, snakes. They have other animals creatures at night that can be able to attack you and and make your uh reproductive system to having your internal organs to shut down y'all don't understand what i'm saying it's because we are in tune god has made us that we can't be in the heat so much and we can't be in the cold or the elements so much without coverage, with, without some a coat or something of our clothing to be able to soothe us and be able to be breathable. And then sometimes being able to in the jungle, sometimes you have to be able to have the long, uh, long socks and the long boots in order for you to go through the mud and go through the terrain because sometimes you have to go up mountains and sometimes into the valley and you have mud you have you know different elements of the rain and different elements of you know coming across different animals so whatever the terrain is best be made known that you have to be able to be equipped for that you have to be able to have that mindset I've understood that everyone that I've seen, every time I look at National Geographic, I'm sorry, I'm one of those. <laughs> I love looking at National Geographic because they would always have, you know, episodes of going and uh, being able to clown my Mount Everest and being able to go into different valleys and going into, you know, different tombs and having to be able to embrace some things that we haven't seen um, in eons. And I wanted to let you know, it's like the mindset, the ones that were able to climb Mount Everest, their mindset was fixed on that goal or that journey they were going to go on. It didn't matter if they had elements of, you know, problems coming up or the weather wasn't, you know, conducive or, and they have stopping points. They, they had those standby points where they had the tents if they needed to get warm or strategize or having those, you know, blueprints of the mountain so that they can be able to go up it. And also they had the natives there and they were able to help them to go up the mountain and come down safely. And it, it, I mean, the Sherpas and the Sherpas would go up with them and sometimes they would come back and some of them, some of them wouldn't be able to survive with the climbers. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that it becomes like the elements out in so many different things that's been going on. And I want to say this also, see, saints of the Most High, 
kingdom-minded people. Do you understand there are different elements out now that the enemy wants to be able to have us to be triggered or have us to think, wait a minute, God is not going to help us or having us to ponder and stop at one point in our lives where God wants us to keep going. And I understand that so many times people want to sit here and say, wait a minute, pastor, you know, how did, you know, you think about those things? I said, because God has me to go on my own journey. I know you have your journey. I've heard so many good testimonies today of saints of the most high and kingdom minded people going through their journeys and taking us along with them while they're giving us these journeys and just snippets of them. And they take it, excuse me, so much so, so that we can learn. Y'all, see, when you are able to give your testimony, and I love how Apostle and Prophetess Frederick was able to introduce a lot of their members, and they were able to tell their testimony. And it was refreshing to hear their testimonies of how God had let them overcome and how God was able to use that journey to help someone else. So what I'm telling you is that every time that I'm here on It Is Written by Afrocentric Prophet, I'm telling you a little bit about what I go through and what my journey is, not to get any glory, not for you to feel sorry for me, but to let you know that you can do it too. And to give all glory and honor to God, to give it all to him because he's been the author that I needed for my book. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me say that for the people in the back. See, he's been the author and the finisher for that pen that I needed. And he's been helping me writing my story. He's been able to help me to maintain what I've been doing all of these years and being able to see what's going on and training me where he wants me to go. And he's telling me and guiding me through so many different steps. Do I always understand it? Absolutely not. But you know what? The faith walking, I call it faith walking. Because to me, it's like you're not going to the left. You're not going to the light. You're going to just straightforward until God says so. See, there's those blinders that you put on a horse and it is to train them not to go to the left, not to go to the right, but to go straight forward until the owner of the horses have to sit there and give them a signal or give them a certain type of tone or, or, or a sign that they need to go to the left or to the right. And we as Christians, the kingdom-minded people, some of us don't even want to see how God can be able to lure us and be able to train us how we should be able to go and how to be able to sit there and honestly say, have an honest conversation and tell God, look, God, I don't see where I'm going. I don't understand it, but I'm going to go by faith and not by sight. I'm going to go where you tell me to go. And so many times, saints, we get downtrodden. We get, you know, kind of doubtful. We get like doubting Thomas because we don't understand it. We don't see it. We don't understand it to the point where, you know, look, you are, yes, you're natural, but you're spiritual. And God is spirit. And he that worships him 
shall worship him in spirit and in truth. Do you understand that God has a significance in your life that no one can touch, that no one can fathom? It's only through you being able to go to prayer, fasting, meditation. Meditation is being able to do and be able to listen and hear the word of God and, and putting that into your database, your brain, and being able to regurgitate it out, being able to sit there and honor, ponder on the words that God has given you. Even through the scriptures, even if it's just one scripture and memorizing that scripture so much, so so it's feeding getting used to being able to be fed spiritually we feed ourselves on a natural a daily but we need to start doing that on the spiritual and we need to do that daily also and it says that when god changes the surroundings please understand that he has seasons we have to go through we need to go through that's in order to build us to make us, to shape us, to mold us and break us and then form us and go and put us into the fire like the potter's house and then come back out as everything that is not of God melted down and then we are able to be more formed and shaped into him. Amen. And then it says that the desert, the drought or any territory that you are going to be going in is ordained by God. Let me say that one more time from the people in the back. We believe that we're not going to go through anything and not so. Because it says in the word, Jesus even said, if they don't like you, paraphrasing, if they don't like you, excuse me, if they don't like me, the world certainly will not like you. And he also says, be, be ye separated from them. Come out from among them and be ye separated. Because you are a unique people, a peculiar people. You can't just sit there and stay with everybody because everybody isn't going to like you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, there is a genesis quad. There is something unique and so, so, so precious about kingdom-minded people about being a saint, about being a Christian, about being able to say that my father, which is in heaven, that I am his daughter. And, or, and also, if you are a man, you are his son. Do you understand? It becomes so vital. It is so precious, so precious when we become in God's sight, his child, his, his anointing, his appointed. And covered by his son, Jesus. And there has to be a distinction, a unique understanding. See, when the lambs are being able to be, you know, sheared, some of them do get branded. I'm just going to be honest with you. Some of them, they, some of them, they do have a significance that the, that the owners will know who it, who their, who their sheep were. Because they spent time with them. And God said that in his word that He will, that we will know his voice. And any stranger we would not go to. 
But see, that's the thing. That's the significance in this world is that we know who God is, despite what the enemy has trying to throw off into our into into the church. So many different things that he's thrown off into the church that isn't supposed to be edifying the body and significantly having to be able to have that stuff to stay in the church and try to uproot it is going to be not hard. It should be. It should be. And I'm going to say it like this. It should be not hard for the church. But because the church has become lazy, non-productive, and non-sufficient, we should be able to sit there and say, you know what? Since this is what the word has said, we cannot accept this in the church. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This ain't even in my notes. God is trying to tell you, if you see the sin that's in your church, you need to go and ask and tell your pastor. If your pastor is not going to be able to do anything, you need to go to a different church. Do you understand? With God's permission. See, God will let you know that sometimes he will set you into some places that he needs to be able to honestly have a truthful voice amongst the people and let them know this is not what God says. Thus says the Lord. And when you use that, please make sure that is from God and God alone. Amen. Because you are his vessel and you will be able to be judged for that. So be careful what you get out of your mouth. Life and death is in the tongue. So you need to be able to understand, especially as a prophet, as, as anyone that's coming before people that's supposed to be able to tell the word of God as it should be without any uncut version, you have to tell the whole truth. Nothing but the truth because you have to stand before the almighty for this part. Now, let's get back into what we were talking about. Second Kings 4, 1 through 7. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that my servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take in unto him my two sons to be bondsmen and Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what havest thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid have not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Verse 3. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Verse 4. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out all into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Verse 5. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. Verse 6, and it came to pass when the vessels were full, come on now, that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel, come on now, more, and the oil stayed. Let me say that one more time. There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. 
Verse 7, I want to put this out. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of the rest of the rest. Let me say that one more time. Go sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Do you understand? Glory be to God. See, this woman was very desperate, and that's how sometimes we feel. We feel as though God is not listening. And because of her being a prophet's wife, that she was not able to be able to pay off the debt because her husband has already passed. Do you understand that sometimes our past relationships can be able to cause so much havoc in our lives. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand? Because she was doing what this woman was doing, she was trying to be able to take care of her household and her children. She wasn't expecting her husband to die immediately. She wasn't expecting all of this to come upon her and now the debt that she has acquired her husband and her and her children now the debt collectors are coming don't you know the enemy will try to come in through your finances your children your marriage your household he will even try to come in on your job because he knows that his time is almost short so he needs to be able to go in and infiltrate, come in and try to go in and see about your situation, your terrain that God has been able to place you in because he knows if this person, he's always accusing, he's always accusing us. He's always like, God, did you see what she said today? Did you hear what she said today? Did you see that when the person came up to her, did you see how she got angry? But she she had to be able, and then God said, wait a minute. That's my child. Did you see? Yes, she get, became angry, but she was praying. Did you see that when the car was in a car accident? Did you see how she came out? But she wasn't mean or under or under understanding, misunderstanding towards the woman. And she was loving and caring towards the Do you understand? He accuses us all the time. So we need to be able to be prepared for so many different things and so many elements to come up in our lives. And I'm going to say it like this. See, she wasn't prepared for all of this. But guess what? Because she was able to be obedient and know who God was, she was able to see about the prophet Elijah. And she was able to tap into what her husband, and I know because, you know, as a wife, you go and you find out what your husband been doing at work and you know his, you know, some for some, you know, the seasoned ones, we want it. We know what he does for, you know, his, his occupation. We understand that, you know, you see some for me, I don't know about some, some, but for me, I know the tools. I know the, the different RPMs. I know the radios, you know, I know these different things that my husband used to work on because that was something that we and me and him had in common as aviation in the military. But what I'm trying to say is that we know the inside of what our husbands, especially the ones that are seasoned, 
You want to know what your husband is doing at work so that you can be able to help him combat some things. And it may just be, you know, you get to you get to see when you see the boss or you see, you know, the people that he works for, you see their tolerance or you see how they're angry or you see how their countenance is or their characteristics is towards your husband. And you would want to be able to pray for them over, you know, all of that. And what she was saying is that she wasn't expecting him to die. So while he is, you know, passed away, she has to be able to take up the forefront. She has to be able to take up all of these different things. Do you understand that God was still equipping her because of her faithfulness, because of her understanding, because of her obedience? Let me say that. I'm going to say that for us. I'm telling you this. We're like this woman. We sometimes we become so shaked or so shook in our faith and you think that you know God is not going to do it yet again but he's been faithful yet and still I don't care what nobody else says he comes in right on time and maybe not what you think but God comes in when you least expect it when you least think that you're going down for the last time and then God comes up and says you know what I'm going to retrieve my daughter or my son because I know what they have been through and I know that I can be able to provide for them and counter everything. See, God comes in. Oh, I thank you, God, for coming in at the last minute when I thought that I was not going to be able to uphill anything. I thought that I wasn't going to be able to sustain. That I thought that we were going to be out on the street and we were going to do this and now we want to stay in this state. But God said, no, absolutely not. I'm coming through because I know you're my child and you have been asking me. You've been inquired of me. You've been shabaking me and saying, I need you right now, Father, to come and see about me. See, I understand that the enemy doesn't want you to be able to say those things. But God says, look, if you come and you seek me earnestly with a fearful heart. He will come through. There is something about being genuine when you talk to God. I understand that some people don't understand, but God comes through right on time. He doesn't sit there. He doesn't slack. He doesn't sit there and say he, he doesn't lie like man. He sits there. He's honest and true. Stop sitting up here and saying that God won't come through. And then you have that mindset and that mindset goes toward your children and the next generation. I absolutely not will sit here and tell you that God doesn't come through. I don't care what the society, I don't care what nation, I don't care what religion. God comes through every time, every day. Every time that you need food, he's giving it to you. Every time that you need a ride to work, he's giving it to you. Every time that you need a shelter, he's giving it to you. Every time that you need clothes on your back and shoes on your feet, he has given it to you. So why won't you? Why won't you go ahead and praise God in advance? Why won't you give God the glory and the honor that he's just to? Why won't you? Saints of the Most High. Give it to God every time. Stop sitting up here and calling your mama, your daddy, whoever else can be able to listen to you. God made them. They made them as well as making you. So go to the creator and stop going to the creation because they can't help you. Now let's go on. Glory be to God. So that's why she went to the man of God. Because she said, if I've known anything else, is that God will come through. 
I don't know about anybody else, but he's been able to come through for me. Yet so many times when I feel like I'm down and out, I'm talking about mentally and physically, like God, I can't keep going. He will sit there and say, are you done yet? Are you done crying? Are you done sitting here and feeling sorry for yourself? Are you done sitting here and saying, wait a minute, I can't keep going. But God says, no, I'm going I'm to wipe your tears away. Every tear that you cry, I hear you. I hear you when you're crying and when you're sitting here at night and you're talking to me. I hear you and I'm coming to see about you. Do you understand? There is something significantly about you that when you're a child of God, that when you open up your mouth and you say, my God, I need you and I need you now, God comes running because he knows that's my child asking for me, asking and inquiring of me to come. Move heaven and earth for just that person. God will do it because you are his child and you living for him. Amen. Now let's keep going. Lord, I thank you. Do you understand when the prophet Elijah came in and stepped in and said what he said to go and get all the empty vessels? Do you know that God had to come in and fill all of those empty vessels because he was, she was being obedient to the prophet? Do you understand that when God speaks to someone and you're obedient, come on now, it's better than sacrifice. Do you understand that when you're so blind obedience, who come on now, that everything that you are willing to give up and to be able to cut off, God comes in and he replaces those things. I don't know what y'all, I don't know what y'all thinking. But see, that's where my freedom came from. That's where my independence came from. Because I'm no longer in the enemy's camp. I'm no longer sitting up here serving Satan. I'm no longer sitting up here and being in death doors. Do you understand? When you are of God, you are free indeed. And I know that for a fact. See, I don't care what nobody says. The United States has the independence, but guess what? God has given us independence every day. And don't understand, don't make it seem like God has not done anything for you. Do you understand? See, I have to sit here and say, I glory be to God. Hallelujah to the highest. Hallelujah. Do you understand that sometimes we got to Shabbat God and we got to be like Judah. See, sometimes we have to be able to give God the praise and the glory no matter what's going on. I don't know about you, but when God comes through, and he comes through right on time. And before he does that, don't you know, you still have to be able to accept the whole entire situation and you still sit there and you give God the praise and the glory. Yet in advance, yet before you even see what's going on, you give God the praise and the glory. Lord, I'm asking you to be like Joshua on today. Do you understand that Joshua gave the good report? He sat there, he believed God's report before he believed any man's report. That's why Joshua is able to look good and young and be able to war and be able to do what God says do and conquer the whole entire Canaan land because his attitude was so glorious that God said, I can't even help it because I know that I know this man believes who I am. So I have to be able to come through right on time. He doesn't have to, but he did because that's his child. Ooh. Now let me calm down. <laughs>
Lord. It's the attitude. It's your mindset. It's your consciousness. It's how you, the ability to sit there and know the capabilities of who God is. And even though you don't know the fathom of all of God does, don't you know, it's just a solely thing that you can sit there and say, I know God will come through. Now, let me say this one more time. Let me calm down. The empty vessels, Lord, I thank you. The empty vessels that she was feeling don't, with the oil. Don't you know that's us? Don't you know that every time we go through some things, God is still filling us because he's given us our faith to be able to catapult through some things. To be able to seal some things up and be able to lose some things. Do you understand that the fight is not always about the natural, but it's in spiritual realms? Do you understand what I'm saying? God already said that we do not fight against the natural. We, feel, we fight against the spiritual and heavenly and realms that we don't even know. But God, when he comes in and he sets the standard, like in Daniel. God has us to be able to come through and come forth by fasting and praying. That's what Daniel did. And he still set his sights towards God. Even when the decree of the king was to only serve him, he still sat there and said, I'm going to do what God says do no matter what man says. I don't know about y'all, but my happiness ooh, does not predicate on no man. My happiness. It's not predicated on anyone but only God and God alone. Yes, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but my soul is happy because I understand it's Independence Day on July the 4th. But God has already set a lot of us free and free indeed a long time ago. Do you understand when Jesus was on Golgotha and he was able to deliver us? 42 generations, he was able to set the mindset that if he can do it, we can do it and know that he can be able to go. And when he died, whoo, within those three days, he went down to hell and got the keys from Satan and said, give me my people that's in the bosom of Abraham so that they can go up to heaven. And he has the keys of death. Don't you know, Lord, death was not Hell was not supposed to be our portion. But because of sin coming in. Oh, y'all don't understand. That guess what? Because the sin came in. God was able to come in and sit there and say, you know what? Some of us are going to have to, are going to be paying that penalty because of our choices. Oh, y'all don't understand. See, God never programmed us just to be with him. He probed us. He told us we have a choice. We're not a robot. We can honestly have a choice in what we, who we want to be able to live for. Whether it is Satan, man, Molech, Balaam, or it's the one true God, the God of Israel. God of Jacob, Isaac, Moses, David, Samuel, all of these different people in the Bible, he is still the same God. I am that I am, as he told Moses. Oh my God, y'all, in the book of Exodus, my soul is happy because 
even though the United States, America is celebrating our freedom. Don't you know we got one more chance in God's kingdom? We got so much more than what people do know and know how to be able to celebrate. Amen. Now, Isaiah 43 and 43 and 19. Do you understand Isaiah 43 and 19? Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness. Let me say that one more time. Do you understand what God just said? Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Ooh, come on now. Rivers in the desert? Who can only do that but God? Do you understand? He said rivers. Rivers in the desert. And he is known as Jesus is known as the living water. Ooh, that if you drink of him. Like the woman that went and she was prostituting. Like the woman that went to the well and he told her about everything that she did. He said, if you drink of me, if I give you the water, it will, you will never come thirsty. You will never want anything else. Ooh, come on now. Do you understand? Your season, whether it be drought, whether it be wet season, whether it be over here, jungle rainforest. Do you understand whatever God gives you? Go through it. No God will be able to be with you. And he will not have you by yourself. Do you understand that sometimes God needs you by yourself at first in order for you to know the terrain, in order for you to know what's equipping that you need, in order for you to be able to direct other people when they get here. Oh, come on now. Y'all, do you understand God will equip you, sustain you, give you the materials, give the blueprint, let you know what needs to be said and done, and still let you know that he's still God and he's still there for you. My God. Now let me calm down. <laughs> See, some of y'all need to be happy about that. That he never leaves you nor forsake you. That's what the word says. And it says in Isaiah 48 and 21. Ooh, living waters, living waters, living waters. He's not going to let you go thirsty. He's not going to let you go hungry. He's not going to be able to, you know, not let your life. Ooh, Lord, I thank you. Not be a reflection of who he is. Oh, come on now. Ooh, let me, and yes, let me say this too. For the people in the back. God gives you godly instruction. He also tells you no when you need to hear it. He also tells you to spring forth and go forth when you need it. He also lets you know what's going on in the background when people are talking bad about you. He lets you know. He lets you know. He fortifies it. He sits there and he lets you know. He lets you shape a lot of different things. And don't you know he sustains you through it all. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all, when you get a relationship with God, it becomes so much that he will sit there and talk to you sometimes two or three in the morning just to make sure he knows and you heard him. Wait, 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 hold up, pastor. What you? No, sometimes you need to get up at two or three in the morning just to hear what God has told you 
what he needs for you to do. And is it is it always like this? No, but God always comes and he lets your people know what's going on. He, he forewarns you what's going on. And he makes sure you see that, that fork in the road. I need you to go right instead of left, my child. I, I need you, after that, I need you to keep going straight. Oh, wait a minute, hold up. There is a bump in the road before you even get to it. Let me go ahead and send someone your way. Wait, 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 wait. No, yeah, God tells you no sometimes. And he, he tells you, no, nah, that's not the way you should go. And no, let me tell you also too, he gives you warning before destruction. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Mm, mm, mm. God gives you warnings before destruction. Isaiah 41 and 21. And they thirst not. Come on now. When he led them through the deserts. Ooh, you, you talk about the heap. Ooh, come on now. Let's talk about this. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. Come, that's what Israel was with Moses in the desert. Ooh, y'all. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And they thirst not when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He climbed the rock also and the waters gushed out. Lord, I thank you. Let me say this too. Mm, mm, mm. If you are not serving God, in verse 22, it says, There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Oh, my God. Let me say that one more time. 22 says, There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. The things you do that you know God knows about, but you don't want to recognize God. And you want to sit here and act like God is not right or or god doesn't exist like the atheist or you just want to sit here and do your stuff your sin and think god is not listening oh but god is <coughs> <coughs> my god i bind up the enemy do you understand that when you sit there and you sin before god and you don't, you willfully sin. You sit here and you say, well, I got grace and mercy. Do you understand that you can't take grace and mercy and have it so that you just, you just pretty much blowing your nose. This is a metaphor. You, you blowing your nose and, you know, putting this grace and mercy is the tissue, but you're doing it every day. Grace and mercy is there to tell you to stop. Turn from your wicked ways. But you want to keep doing what you're doing. God said there is no peace. Do you understand? He lets the demons. He lets Satan have you. Because you chose to do what was not right in the sight of God. Oh, wait a minute, Pastor. Hold, hold up, hold up, Pastor. So you telling me that God... Honestly, sits there and turns you over to a reprobated mind. Yes, he does. Because he knows your conscience is seared. Your conscience is not repenting. Your mind is made up. Your heart 
is evil and wicked. And you go ahead and do whatever you want to do because you said that's what you think is right. God is not for that. God is for us to be able to reverence, be fearful of him, and know in a good, earnest, fearful, to honestly reverence him, to, to give him honor, to know when people speak of who God is, that you respect him, that you know who he is, that he is the main reason why you're still living. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. He's the main reason why you still have breath in your body. The main reason why you have the riches that you have. That you have your children, the home you have, the car you're driving, the job you have. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me though. Y'all want to sit here and give it to someone else. Give your praise to someone else when surely it has been God and God alone in your life. Oh, let me tell you something. When it's a drought, and I keep going back to being homeless, and it was a drought, and I'm telling you, every time that I talked to God, every time that I talked to God, was God was making ways out of no ways. Even when we had to take a bus to take my minuet and take saw me to school, to, excuse me, take Lavandria to school, he still let us be able to get enough money to go on a bus just to be able to take her to school and then have to be able to find someone to help us with the vouchers in order for us to get a hotel. Y'all don't hear me though. See y'all thinking that, well, this past ain't went through nothing. No, uh-uh, that's not so. That's a Satanist liar. I've been through more stuff that I can understand and I can tell you, but I'm telling you right now, God is an awesome God, and I will never, ever sit here and say he is not. He has been the main provider for this family. I have a husband, and it's been God, my husband, myself, and then my children. Let me say that one more time. He has been the center of my life for the longest. As long as I have, not even before then, he knew me in my mother's womb. That's in Jeremiah. He's known me for that long. And hopefully, my, my greatest thing is that I hope one day that God, I have a relationship with God just like Moses did, just like David did, that he is just my best friend. Do you understand that type of relationship that costs you something? That costs you tears and pain and people talking bad about you behind your back and in front of your back. And then in front of your face and still sitting up there and saying they saved. You have to go through your feelings being hurt sometimes, being losing finances to losing clothing to losing your jobs to having to be able to be down, stripped down to nothing and still know that God is able. See, that's the type of friend that I know throughout the whole entire lifetime when I'm not, I don't have nothing and when I become something. Come on now. He is still with me. And he knows things about me that no other man knows. And then no woman, no man, I mean mankind knows. 
And even when I tell somebody about me, you know what? God still sits there and says, you know what? I accept you when you had all your faults and all because you've given it to me and you ask for forgiveness sincerely. That's the type of relationship I need in this time. That's the type of God I need every time. That's the type of person I need to be able so much so. <laughs> I will say spiritual God, not person, but spiritual God I need to know in my lifetime. And I need to carry him all the way through my life. See, certain people can sit here and say that the just live by faith. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> The just live by faith. We don't live by sight. We don't live by what man says. We don't live by what a woman says, mankind or what have you. We don't live by none of that. We live by faith. And that is in God. Now, I'm going to say this. First, God preserves you with the materials and the, and the capabilities to maintain while in any terrain. As you saw with the woman with the oil, that even though her husband was no longer living, God still preserved. He still gave her the abundance to pay off all the debt she had and still be able to live and know who God is. Oh, y'all just don't. Mm -mm -mm. Y'all don't. Mm -mm. Y'all don't. Mm -mm. I don't care what nobody says. Number two. Now, depending on the circumstances, God can have you there alone or a pair with someone else. For instance, when the prophet Elijah, with the J, <laughs> started to recognize that Queen Jezebel had started to kill the prophets in the land. Ooh, that was a tight one. I went over that in the Bible in the year with my family. That was tight. My children were like, man, mom, that's whoa. I was like, that's whoa, whoa. That's something that's so deep that you see all of your friends and all of the ones that went to, you know, went to school with you and knew and was living amongst you as prophets to, to be slain like that amongst an evil woman and you're the last one and then you go paraphrase now you need to go back into your word okay and then he challenges Balaam's uh their their priest boy did he whoop up on him God had him to sit there and said y'all go first he was the only one he they had so umpteen of those Baal of prophets they did the you know all of that wailing and all of that nothing happened Nunca. In Spanish, that means nothing. And they were, you know, cutting themselves, all this stuff. Nothing ain't happened. So by the time that it was time for Elijah, the prophet, to do what he said do, he said, you know what? Check it. I'm going to put water on the sacrifice. See, at that time, they, they were saying, he said, the challenge was to have you know, the, the fire to fall down from heaven. And, you know, we were going to serve their God. And Baal didn't do nothing. 
quiet, silent, you know what I mean? Nothing. Now, <laughs> excuse me. I'm going to say this. I love how bold Prophet Elisha, I love how he just went and he just tore it up in God's name, okay? Paraphrasing, all right? He had put water on the offering. He told God, he said, God, you, I am commanding you, please, Lord. He was telling God, look, bring down your holy fire from heaven. And if this is pleasing unto you, paraphrasing now, okay, that this offering is pleasing unto you, bring down fire from heaven. And when God did that, woo. It's like, whoa. And don't you know? He said them all. He killed them all. She was the queen of Jezebel because of her evilness and him killing them all. He had to keep running. He had to go afoot. He had to keep going because of that mindset was like, she's going to kill me when she finds out what I've done. And don't you know at the same exact time, that's being a human being because sometimes we're shaky. But at the end point, when he reached his destination, where he had to go, God met him there and he had to do the pep talk. Y'all got to read it. Go back and read it for yourself. It was good. But sometimes we need that pep talk from God. I call it pep talk. Sometimes a pimp slap. Sometimes in the spirit now, I'm not talking about something physical. I'm talking about God just sits there and pretty much in, in the spiritual realm and says, you know, you done yet? Your, your pity party done yet? Let me go get the hanky for you. You're done. Yet. Yeah. All right. When you're done, let me know. I'll be over here. God, I'm so, 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 so dope. When you're done, I'll be right here. And when you're done, we can go ahead and, and uh, go ahead and start this day. Let's finish this day. Oh, I'm human. I don't know about y'all. I'll be like me. That's me right there. That's me. You know, oh God, you know, you know. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of this. You know, I want to give up. You know, yeah, yeah. God's like, look. Um, are you almost done yet? I'm almost out of sweat tissue. What? This is. I mean, God is getting. You know, I love you, my darling. You know what I mean? And then God gives you the harsh reality. Hey. Look, you done yet? Uh, are you done? Are you done crying? Uh, uh, yeah, okay, okay. When you're done, I'm right here. And I'm going to carry you through it, okay? We're we going to get through it. You, you, you just need to go ahead and keep going. Through the pain, through the suffering, through the talking of, you know, people backbiting you. Some people sitting up here lying on you. Some people doing this and that to you. Some people mishandling you. Some people being oppressed and depressed and then sitting up there and it's they turn on you and, you know, all this other stuff. So, what I'm saying is that God gives you that pep talk. 
And when he did that, I mean, you could feel the weight of it when they said he was the only one, the only prophet. That's got to be huge. That's a huge thing for us. And I, I, I can imagine how Noah felt. And I was looking at that too. I was like, Noah was, you know, not by himself. He had his wife and his children. But he was the only man of God listening to God and doing what God says to do. And, you know, he's like, God, don't, you know, paraphrasing. Don't flood the land. Maybe there's five people. Maybe there's 10 people, you know. I, I was thinking about uh, Abraham and Lot with uh, Solomon and Gomorrah. Oh, come on now. Jesus, Lord, I thank you. God, if it's just, you know, maybe 10 people, don't don't destroy them. Maybe five people don't destroy them. Y'all, y'all, y'all. You can feel the hurt and dismay that Prophet Elijah was going through. And when he said he was the only one, that shook me. That really shook me because we don't want to be the only one. We don't. That's why he says, do not forsake yourselves, assemble yourselves. Church is important. Don't get me wrong. But also at the same time, we're the church. Not the four walls, but we're the church. And wherever your presence, wherever you are at, and you're fellowshipping with the body of Christ, that's the church. Whether it's Bible study or a Sunday school or going to church on Sunday, whether it's, you know, sometimes having a fellowship on the side or just having communion with friends or family that is anointed and kingdom minded people. That's church. And the communication between y'all and the bond that you feel and you want to make sure each other is not just doing okay. But making sure they're living and breathing and doing what God says do. And having to make sure that, you know, you're saving each other and you're, you're concerned about each other. And I love that prophet Elijah had a friend and he said, I had to put away at least 10 of the prophets to make sure they were not just okay, but their lives were saved. Do you understand that severity that we need each other more than ever? And I'm talking about the true ones. I'm talking about the ones that you know will go to bat for you. Don't discredit those people that sit there and they're loyal to you. Don't discredit those people when they know for a fact that they could be going somewhere else, but they choose to be in your house under your rule, under your, under your authority. Don't take it lightly, pastors, apostles, teachers, you know, prophets, uh, preachers, anybody. Don't take it lightly when your congregation is sitting and listening to the word of God before you. Because you have to give an account to those people. That ain't even in my notes, but I'm just letting you know. It's just like the prophets, when they said there, prophet Elijah now, they were able to go and give, thus says the Lord, to the different kings and different people in their lives. It's the same standard. Those are God's people and his souls. So you need to govern them accordingly. God's word, not what you think, 
for what God thinks and says. This is why God was able, after he gave him the pep talk, to be able to go and anoint the prophet Elijah, S-H, <laughs> to be able to be a prophet. And he was a farmer. He was tilling the ground when he when the prophet Elijah met him. And he was able to burn his bridges, as so to speak, not to go back, but he made sure that the 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 ones that the, the bulls, uh the male um bulls that were pulling the um the trough or pulling um pretty much to be able to 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 uh be able to sift through the ground and be able to plow and, and go through the ground, he made sure that he paraphrasing that he went and he cut them up, you know, he killed them and prepared them and gave them to his family to leave and let them know that he loves them. And then he was able to leave. It's you have to be able to be prepared to know that every relationship that you get into, God is not going to always have you to remain there. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Every relationship you get into in God's kingdom, sometimes you're going to be able to stay with that person and sometimes you're going to have to go your separate ways. Do it in love. Do it in grace and mercy. Say thank you, you know, what have you. But at the same exact time, do it the way that God needs for you to do it. And be, be grateful and thankful for what God has already placed in you. And also at the same time, it's a learning experience. I see... Paul and Bartimaeus, and I've seen Peter and Paul, the uh, apostle Paul, did not get along. Peter didn't get along with him, and they went their separate ways. And sometimes we're going to have to do that also. And our mindsets may be different, and we serve the same God, and that's okay. And you have to be able to be in that state of mind where you say, you know what, God? I thank you so much for being able to place me in this journey. Now it's time for me to leave. And I'm thankful and grateful for that. And, and keep understanding and knowing that it's not even the enemy can come in, but don't let the enemy come in on that. And if the enemy does come in, so be it. What did they say in the Bible? Dust the shake the dust off your feet if they don't accept it and keep it moving. And and go next and do what God says do. And that's what Paul had to do. He went to his own people first. They did not receive him. So he shook the dust off his feet and he went to the Gentiles. Number three, there has to be an absolute mindset change in different terrain. Isaiah 26 and three. And I hope that you are learning a lot through these different verses. And also at the same time, I'm hoping and I am praying that I am making some type of headway for you to understand that our relationship with God is very important. And us being able to process a lot of different things that's going on in our lives is important also. Isaiah 26 and 3, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. And let me add on to the fourth verse, okay? Trust in trust ye in the Lord forever, 
For in the Lord, Yahweh, that's in all caps now, is everlasting strength. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord, Yahweh, all caps, is everlasting strength. When we trust in God and we have that faith that we, even though we don't see it, but we have this, it's, it's such an inkling, it's a, a feeling, it's like a peace that passes all understanding that you know for a fact God is going to be able to take care of this situation without no question, without no retaliation, without me even having to stress on the whole entire situation. God's got it. Now, I just have to walk in what I need to walk in. How y'all like that? How y'all what? Like that? That's, that's, that's faith walking. Amen. That's, that's faith walking. That is faith walking. Now, let's go to Philippians 2 and 2 and 5. And it says, let this mind, <coughs> excuse me. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Ooh, let me go up to number four, and then I'm coming back down to number five. Okay, the fourth verse. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. You don't have to worry about what this person is doing. You need to be able to understand, start having a relationship with God for yourself and not to rely on anyone else. You can't rely on your grandmother's prayers, your mom's prayers. You can't rely on your father. You can't rely on anybody else but God because his relationship with you, it goes deeper than anything that would ever transpire between your grandfather, your mother. Nobody else can give you that. It's like an inside scoop. It's like you get the, all the details because you've been able to know and conversate with the original source of the whole entire plan. Oh, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You get to hear from God daily, talk to him to daily, and then get his instructions daily so that you will avoid pitfalls, um, dry zones and you, you when you're going into that dry zone god will you know he will be able to warn you he will warn you about people he will tell you what's going on it ain't even i'ma say this people may be mad and i really don't care but i wanted to let you know god gives you the holy spirit your discernment in that he gives it to you to let you know what's right and wrong, but also to know who you are and whom you are and also who is with you and whom's against you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God gives you the Holy Spirit to discern what is wrong and right, but he gives you discernment in order for you to know who you are, whom you are, and also who is for you and whom is against you. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? I'm telling you. On Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let it be the mindset that Jesus had said, the characteristics, the way that he was able to posture himself. 
And yes, Jesus got angry too. He turned over tables because he knew it was, um, it was a righteous indignation that people were doing in the churches at that time. But at the same exact time, he's telling you, love what he loves, hate what he hates. That's from his father. Love what he loves and hate what he hates. And I'm hoping that you understand because we don't always have to be able to be around the same people that isn't of God. Let me say this one more time. Let me be a little bit more specific. See, God will have you around people and they're not saved, but you are a different, whole, unique person and you are going to stand out. And they may not like you. <clears throat> they might like you, but then they might inquire about why you are the way you are. Who do you serve and what church you are going to when they start seeing the testimony of God living through you? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God will have people to see the testimony of his faith, his endurance, his love and his his concern and his his plan in your life through to doctors, lawyers, I mean, people that are unsaved and they will come to Christ simply because of who you were and your characteristics and how God had brought you through. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're a living, walking testimony and God wants to keep it as such. And it says Proverbs 4 and 23, keep thine heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Keep thine heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Do you understand that every time that person is considered premeditation murder, they already had it in their heart before it went up to their brain. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Premeditated murder is already, you already planned it out in your heart. Your heart already accepted it. But you sit there and you put it to your mind in order for it to have your body to exhibit the abilities to keep going and have it processed and manifested out. Oh, come on now. Pastor, that's a danger concoction. Yes, it is. But at the same exact time, God already had us in preview. When he made us, he said, he sat down, he said, let us make man in our own image. And for that much, he was able to sit there and consider all the different ramifications of our life or our organs, our, our, our in, involuntary and voluntary uh, movement, structure, bones, our brain to how much we can be able to consecrate on the heat to the cold to everywhere else and how we can be able to live in those elements. Hmm. Love you, God. Love you. And it says Colossians 3 and 2. Set your affections on things above and not on things on this earth. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Set your affections. That means your heart, your mind, your, your mindset on things above and not on things on this earth. We have a higher calling, a higher preview, 
a higher scope. Don't let the things of this world weigh you down. Don't let the things of this world jog your memory towards God and how God's commandments are supposed to be staying in your life. Don't let what man declares down here as just. And they say now, and it's in the Bible, people are calling evil good and good evil. My God. Number four, as God instructs you, you are gaining wisdom, knowledge, understanding, experience for the next environment involving people, places, um, situations, family members, professional and personal finances, um, businesses, um, having to be able to learn how to rear your children to how to stabilize your marriage and have a productive marriage to just different things. God is being able to start giving into your lives and just being able to saturate that time. So go through it. What, what are we thinking? It's, it's not easy. It's never going to be easy. Never, <laughs> never going to be easy. And at the same time, even though it's not easy, God still wants us to go through it. He still wants us to go through it because he knows at the end with him now, not without him, go through it with him all the step of the way and love him the more. And let's let's pause here and say, if you're not saved, if, if you don't know who God is as your personal savior, why won't you accept him today? Today is not given to any of us. Time is becoming so short. And I'm going to let you know through Romans 9, 10, 9 and 10. And it says on the ninth verse, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and Thou shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Please understand, God is not going to be able to save you if you don't repent. It is getting that time now where you see more people are dying every day, both young and old and in between. Do you understand that God is calling heart, not your heart today? God is realizing that, you know, he is sending us a message every day. Even as we are about to celebrate our Independence Day, God is letting you know He's giving us a reprieve. He's he's asking, you know, he's giving us healing and understanding and, and forgiveness. Oh, my God. And grace and mercy and everything. He's given us that. Take it. Give God a try. You've tried everything else. Why won't you try Jesus? Why won't you try God? Why won't you? He is yet to be calling you. And he is calling every day. Heart not your heart towards God. And know that he loves you. He, he adores you because you're his child. You are his creation from the very beginning. Please understand that. Know that God loves you. 
no matter what's going on in the world, it doesn't change his heart, his posture towards you. And if you do not accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do it today. There is nothing but time. Do it today. And I'm going to let you know this also. He is the best thing in my life. I have my husband, my children, and he is the best thing in my life. I have a home. I have, you know, degrees and everything else. But that doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't glue it all together. He does. My relationship with him and the time I spend with him, that does. The relationship of prayer and fasting and knowing who God is and being able to come have conversations about him and, and being able to have conversations with him alone, even in the car, wherever I go, priceless, priceless. And I cannot put a price tag on that. And if you like what you've heard today, please smash that like button. Please share it. Also, give us a five-star rating. We are found on Podbean, um, Spotify, Edify, and also to be able to be found on YouTube and all other various platforms and pods and also various platforms and um, websites. But I wanted to let you know, please, if you have any questions or comments, please let us know. And also, my children are waiting um, to be able to answer any of your questions or comments. I thank you so much for your time. I thank you so much for being a, a, a very patient listener. Uh, I know that sometimes we, we get busy. And I know this is also the 4th of July for the United States and around the world. We all have different celebrations, but I'm thankful and grateful for you listening to me on today. I thank you so much. And you have a blessed day and a blessed night wherever you are. Kanosamida. Some face a lifetime of falling tears But he's in the darkness, he's in the cold Just like the morning, he always shows